We all love. We all experience love. And we all need love. You live so you can learn to love. You love so you can learn to live. No other lesson is required of humankind. True love is the strongest force in the universe. What, what else is there that can unite us so that two becomes one? When the school of the Golden Rosy Cross speaks of love, it is not about Valentine hearts and flowers. We mean true love, the love that bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Yet, as human beings, we often see loves from our own individual perspectives. We will pick a side, cheer for a team, choose a family or a person upon which to lavish our love. And when things, when things inevitably change and, and our love loses its luster, we will choose a different team or a different person to transfer our love to. This behavior is ingrained in our dualistic consciousness. We are always searching for love that brings pleasure to the ego. This is conditional love. It is love with strings attached. Loving on the basis of our egocentricity only serves to lead us deeper into I-centeredness and the idea of a separated self. We then love that which is a reflection of ourselves. Love at this level leads to division, individualization, and separateness. <laughs> Love from the ego and for the ego is the opposite of true love. True love is indivisible. It does not seek to separate me from you or us from them. No. True love is all-encompassing. It sees only the essence of the one life in all created things and unites with all created things as one. True love accepts all, nourishes all, supports all. It is like the sun that shines upon all. To know this true unifying love we must know true life, the life that is not led by the ego. True life does not try to use true love to gain for itself. True love 
flows from true lives in order to connect us with the universe. When our consciousness begins to live from an inner awareness of true life and true love, then we may be able to experience a oneness with all of humanity. When we see a tree, do we only admire the leaves while ignoring how the flowers, the twigs, the branches, the trunk and the roots come together to make the tree whole? These aspects of the tree are connected to each other. They spring from the same source. How can we love but one part only? So it is with us. Aquarius is encouraging us to recognize the bonds that connect all of humanity to one another, to open ourselves to true love and to radiate true love upon everyone and everything. If we can abandon our egocentric worldview, we can begin to live from this recognition of interconnectedness. Why do we feel this yearning for liberation, for change, for interconnectedness? We perceive our daily focus on self, individuality, separateness, divisions, and personal achievements as if they were natural, part of our being human, something we are born with. But is it really as simple as that? Many people today are responding to the cries of suffering emanating from our fellow human beings and from the entire creation. They long for change. What is the source of this yearning if it is not an inner call radiating from the cosmic force within us? This force brings us insight and helps us to understand that the egocentricity that leads us into the crisis in our lives is not capable of leading us out of it. We have been reacting solely on the basis of what we perceive to be right and wrong, good and bad. But these are judgments developed from the point of view of the individual ego. This creates a disaster for the world because every individual is different. And the result of these judgments is conflict and criticism. When we judge others, we are essentially also judging ourselves. Nor is a cultivated humanitarian love enough because it doesn't take us beyond the material. Humanitarian love focuses on the basic conditions of humanity without addressing the universal spiritual conditions. Sure, ordinary love is one thing holding the world together, but it does not liberate us from the constant interplay of good and bad. True love is not something that we can possess or keep for ourselves. It is a cosmic force, a universal energy, which requires the existence of harmonic vibration that can absorb it, transform it, 
and transmit it to humanity at large. There is not love, only proof of love. True love radiates in equal measure to good and bad alike without judgment. Good and bad are parts of the same whole. They are not separate realms. They are interchangeable. If we expect to receive true love, but are unable or unwilling to share what we receive, we will feel the effects of this limitation. Human love is temporary in nature because we see it as a personal possession rather than as a transforming energy that we are given the opportunity to share with the world. True love, unconditional and impersonal in its nature, manifests itself through us. By doing so, it confirms the reality our of our existence, our part in the all. We have now seen the limitations of what we call natural love, which is of course a reflection of the same limitations we experience in every aspect of our life as a whole. We have also approached the concept of a higher love, a divine absolute love that is always present and fills the whole of our universe. Hence, we are also aware of the duality of the human being. On the one hand, we are born of this nature and as such, we are subject to its laws to the law of opposites that expresses the very parameters that keep us bound within certain limits. Life and death, good and bad, light and darkness, we cannot escape these. But we are also aware that we carry within us a latent divine principle, a spark of the spirit which when it begins to vibrate, causes a deep longing within us, a longing for the absolute values of love, peace, and harmony, which are aspects of its intrinsic being. It longs to be reunited with the perfect. This longing causes us to become seekers to question the very limitations of our existence and to seek those values that do not live within our natural being. This of course creates the dilemma, can the mortal put on immortality? Can that which is subject to death find eternal life? The universal teachings of all times have addressed this very question. Though often in veiled language, still the message was always the same. Buddha talked of non-being. Lao Tzu spoke of Wu Wei, the value of emptiness. While Christ told us, 
those who lose their life will find it. We are all aware of the decay that is the signature of all attempts to establish a world full of permanent goodness, harmony, peace, and love. No matter how well-intentioned, no matter how enormous the efforts, no matter how much support, all attempts to create perfection in this world have failed. They have failed because they began from the ideas, the imagination, the desires of the natural human being, the ego, and that which is subject to death cannot create permanent life. But God does not forsake the work of his hands. For the seekers, the fog of this dilemma slowly dissipates in the new insights that are born from the longing of their heart, from a new deeper understanding of the teachings of those great masters throughout history. The light hidden in the words, non-being, detachment, and self-sacrifice begins to break through the limitations of our thinking and illuminate the pathway towards the very divine values we long so much to embrace. Love is not just a feeling. At a deeper level, true love is a special energy field that attracts everything into oneness. It is a form of energy that is always vibrating in balance and harmony. True love is the energy that holds the cosmos together. From the time that we are born, we seek love. Don't we all yearn for the bliss that lasts forever? We yearn because we feel a great emptiness inside. And we often do not know how to identify or explain the reasons for these feelings. In an attempt to fill this emptiness, we try to find the perfect match on the physical plane. We attach ourselves to material things, ideologies, and transitory situations. As time goes by, we realize that we are searching for a plenitude that cannot be found in this world. The futility of this search generates a deep sorrow within the soul. We do not find this plenitude because our state of consciousness is detached from true life. In this impaired state of being, we place ourselves at the center of the universe, acting always in a dual manner. We are constantly approving or disapproving, liking or disliking, attracting or repelling everything around us. 
we perceive the world as a reflection of our inner condition. To the extent that the light provided by the special energy field of true love touches our being, we begin a process of obtaining self-knowledge. The impurity of our thoughts, desires, actions, and reactions are revealed to us. And we begin to discover what love is not about. Love gives itself the sun that radiates its rays to everything and to everyone. True love does not separate. It does not divide. It gives of itself like the sun that radiates its life-giving rays to everyone and everything. It does not seek anything in return. It does not cling. It does not act for its own benefit. True love does not love one and despise another. It holds no room for judgment and criticism because it accepts and welcomes everything. True love is not driven by desires because these have already been appeased. Nothing owns it and everything dwells within it. In true love lies true freedom and liberation. Through true love, we can accomplish the real and unique purpose of life, which is to rebuild the garment of light of true man. What is it that can relink us to universal love? How can we reunite with the universal love for the benefit of all humanity? Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you wish to support us in reaching more people, like our posts, rate us with five stars on iTunes, leave a positive comment where you can, or share our content on your social media.